looking back over the last 70 years, over the post-World War II period, in my view, Steve Bannon was the single most dangerous American who came our way. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, as to where Steve is, uh, he may or may not be taking uh, a number of victory laps uh, after the uh, CNN special uh, last night. If you haven't seen that, uh, required viewing uh, for every deplorable, although I know it's tough going to CNN at times. Um, what was remarkable to me about uh, that documentary on Steve uh, was that it was an obvious attempt uh, at a hit piece um, the day before <laughs> jury selection in his trial. Uh, no jury tampering there, I'm sure, uh, by CNN. Um, but but it was such a these people are clueless. It's like what what it wind up wound up doing basically um, is highlighting uh, the true grassroots effectiveness, uh, not just of Stephen K. Bannon, but of uh, war room pandemic, war room battlefield, battleground, um, in terms of the canon of Bannon, which is action, action, action. And the precinct strategy was, was uh, highlighted in that uh, they had these, it's just like they opened the, the, the documentary with these um, three, uh, let us say, soccer mom demographic who um, most reasonable, level-headed, intelligent people in the world basically explaining how simply listening to the war room, not even knowing that Steve Bannon had previously worked under President Trump in the White House or helped elect Trump in 2016, just simply listening to the logic of the war room, the facts and evidence, the receipts, as Steve likes to call it, uh, they were inspired. And that's a word I think we often use with Stephen K. Bannon. They were inspired uh, to run for office, to, uh, I believe, for Congress and one uh, for uh, a Republican position uh, in the party in their home state of uh of Georgia. So um, uh, a victory lap to Steve is, is certainly deserved. But as you know, um, he uh, he started his trial today. Um, I will have nothing to say about um, any of that. Um, the only comment I would make, and I'll pose this as a question, is how is it that the only two China Hawks in the Trump White House. And I think at this point, it's pretty damn clear that Steve Bannon and I were the only true China Hawks in that Trump White House when it was all said and done. I'd give a tip of my cap to Robert O'Brien. He was nails. He was the last national security advisor, but he wasn't there um, for anywhere near as long as I was. But but there, few and far between. The only two <laughs> tough China Hawks in the Trump White House, who also are, you can count on one hand, the number of Trump officials who the Chinese Communist Party sanctioned, sanctioned four minutes into the Biden administration. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I'm person and not grata, and I won't be visiting Steve Wynn's casinos in Macau anytime soon. Praise the Lord. Um, the only two China Hawks in the Trump White House, also sanctioned by the Communist Party, are the only two people facing um, a misdemeanor. Yeah, well, that's the good news that carries the bad news, a two year prison term. Uh, that's right. That would be Stephen K. Bannon uh, and Peter K. Navarro. So ponder um, that as the Chinese Communist Party leaders celebrate 
um, how American democracy is playing out uh, these days. Um, got a packed show. This is going to be a fast five o'clock hour for the war room. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend uh, the rest of the A block here and, and at least a good portion of the B block uh, talking about something that slipped kind of low under the radar uh, last week. Uh, this this report by a bunch of rhino, uh, never Trump Republicans um, proclaiming from uh, the rooftop that somehow that 2020 election was fair. I want to kind of deconstruct that within the context of both how partisan propaganda works and also uh, look at, at, at some of the claims in that. And then um, at the bottom of the hour, I want to uh, do, as I often do, guest hosting this show, and it is honored to do so, um, is to give you kind of an update on where uh, the American economy, such as it is, um, is these days, uh, where you have the paradox of uh, the stock market kind of having some up days, even as uh, most of America now uh, has has down days every time they go uh, to try to feed their family um, by shopping at the grocery store or at the gas station. Um, and then um, in the D block, that's the shortest block of the show. I'm just to show you this is how this is constructed. You got A, B, C, and D blocks in every hour. The D block, uh, we are going to do um, what Steve often does, which is to uh, take a visit out to the war rooms, people boots on the ground uh, at the front lines of the invasion of America by over 2 million illegal aliens um, who, as we speak, are being shipped by the Biden administration um, into red states across this country rather than to Martha's Vineyard uh, or to Los Angeles or to Chicago or to uh, other places uh, like that. Um, so without further ado, I want to start uh, with uh, a clip now uh, from uh, Morning Joe's alter ego, Mika Brzezinski. Denver, if you can uh, throw that clip on for me now, and then we will wax eloquent on what they were talking about. Of the authors of a new conservative-led report out today, debunking each and every legal claim of election fraud made by Trump and his team as it relates to the 2020 vote. And gentlemen, thank you for being with us. I was talking about Republican uh, Republicans who call themselves conservatives but still believe, believe in the big lie. And so that's why you are here. I first want to ask you about this report that the two of you have put together. Who is it for? Uh, ben first. We wrote this report for conservatives uh, who may believe the allegations that elections are fraudulent and rigged. And what we wanted to do was gather uh, a group of conservative jurists and political operatives to take a look at every single charge Donald Trump or his supporters filed in any of the six battleground states. And so we have looked mm -hmm. at all 64 cases and 187 counts and, and confirmed that he did not make his case. Okay, guess that election was fair, according to uh, Mr. Ginsburg. So where shall we start? I remember back in the old days when I was a professor at the University of California, Irvine, teaching um, business school students about how to read uh, the newspaper, which um, you would think that that's pretty easy to do. But one of my first admonitions uh, was simply that you have to look at who wrote whatever it is you're writing because that's your first tell, that's your first takeaway um, as to whether or not what you're reading has uh, a hidden or, in this particular case, a not-so-hidden bias. So if you start with the presumption that, that there's a report out that alleges that it purports to represent Republican conservatives and comes to the conclusion that Trump 
lost the election fair and square to Joe Biden, the first thing you want to do is, is look a little bit more carefully at the resumes and writings and, and, uh, and thought of the people who wrote that article. And when you do that, you quickly come to the conclusion that not only are these folks um, avidly never Trump from the get-go, and I'm not talking about the day after the 2020 election. I'm talking back when Trump got elected back in 2016. Um, not only are they those kind of Republicans, but they're also the worst kind of bushy rhino Republicans that hate what Donald Trump does. So let me break that down for you. i just give you a couple examples. And one of them, um, former Senator John Danforth is one of the authors of this uh, 2022 report. Um, in 2017, okay, Danforth said that Trump had, quote, corrupted the Republican Party and they must break with him in order to save it, meaning the party. And the op-ed by Danforth was titled, Trump is exactly what Republicans are not. And so you and I should immediately think to ourselves, oh, really? Um, what Donald Trump did when he got elected over the course of four years, building the strongest economy in modern history, having peace in the Middle East and in Asia with North Korea, Iran, China, Russia, is transform that conservative Republican Party of the silk stockings and Wall Street, the folks like Danforth, into a working class rainbow coalition of black, brown, Asian, white people who work hard for a living, who are proudly wear the deplorables uh, sign on their chest, and here's the thing, what this, um, and if I may crib a little bit from my Taking Back Trump's America book, what I do in that book is, is explain how what Trump had in common with the 16 or 17 people he ran against in 2016 as Republican candidates was a love for low taxes for the middle class, an insistence on reduced regulations to make us more cost competitive. Uh, law and order, uh, a strict interpretation of the Constitution and strategic energy dominance. I'll give that, I'll give that also to the rhinos. But what differentiates Trump and it's the Make America Again MAGA principles. I call it in, in, in the Taking Back Trump's America book, the Iron Triangle of MAGA principles. It's an end to the endless wars. It's fair as well as free trade and secure southern borders. This is what differentiates Trump. He's the one who transformed the Republican Party. And today, the party of Trump, contrary to what Danforth is saying, is exactly what Republicans are. He's at least the ones who go to the ballot box. The 75 million of them went to the ballot box and voted for Donald Trump in the 2020 election. And Ginsburg, I mean, you look at the seven or so authors of that report, I can go chapter and verse and show you how every one of them has an axe to grind dating back from the day Trump got elected. These people are simply not credible. And by the way, the war rooms, you're the only place you're going to hear that critique. You won't hear it on MSNBC. You won't even hear it on Fox. You hear it here in the war room. All right, we're going to be right back. It's Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannum. I'm going to use the next uh, segment to break down this report and show you why it's wrong, why the war room's right, why 2,000 mules and rig are right, why Donald Trump's right. Be right back, stay right here.
You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. So, Judge Griffith, if you could explain, if you look at all of these cases, what what is it what is it about uh, the way you conducted this investigation, this report that might help bring those who are still believing this election was stolen to reality? How do you think well, you this know, is going to help? Well, we we started with the the assumption that we do, we were not going to rely on anyone else's account of what took place. The president of the United States made these serious charges of election fraud. And out of respect for the office of the presidency, we thought those claims deserve investigation and analysis. So we weren't going to rely on anyone else. We did a deep dive ourselves into every claim of fraud or irregularity in all in, the, in all the battleground states. I think it's highly significant that three of the members of this group are former federal appeals court judges appointed by Republican presidents. Uh, Michael Ludig, Michael McConnell. These are two of the most highly respected conservative jurists actually in American history. Uh, and they joined in this 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 process. And we took a deep dive, a fresh look at all of the allegations, and, and we came up with the conclusion that, 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 that Ben just mentioned. There is no evidence of fraud that would have changed the outcome in any single precinct, let, let, let alone, let alone the, the nation. So, uh, our hope is that when conservatives hear this from fellow conservatives, uh, when they hear this from people who hold their same values about uh, limited government, religious liberty, judicial conservatism, uh, that, 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 that they'll, they'll see what, what the truth is. And, and, and hopefully, and this is, the, this is the thing that I learned most from this process, uh, other than the fact that, uh, it confirmed that the election was lost, not stolen. What I learned most from this process is that we have in the United States of America today an election administration system of which we can be very proud. The, the, the bad old days of stuffed ballots and dead people voting, those are old days. They were bad days. They're not today. Uh, American people should have great confidence in the in the election administration system. It held up well uh, it, it, in, in this instance. Uh, and, 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 and those who claim that 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 uh, there was fraud in this election that changed the outcome without without any evidence uh, are actually doing great damage to our election system. You know, Judge, they're doing great damage to our democracy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that, including the 2000 Mules movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you can uh, assess that 2,000 mules and people are talking about that. Well, I mean, just in a nutshell, you know, I just think the GBI was unimpressed with it. And I was similarly unimpressed with it because I think if you because uh, I was holding my fire on that to see what the photographic evidence was, because I thought, well, hell, if they have a lot of photographs of the same person dumping a lot of ballots in different boxes, you know, that's hard to explain. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that is the um, Rhino Republican uh, defense um, of the Democrats' uh, stolen election, effectively. But let's drill down. Let's let me talk just quickly about Bill Barr. I've told you this before on the war room, but it's a story worth telling again. When I was in the White House, um, I called Bill Barr after the November third election, and after I had done my Navarro report, which we'll talk a little bit more about shortly. And um, I said, Bill, it's like, look, I'm, I'm finding all sorts of, of not just fraud, but these massive election irregularities that I think probably uh, need to be looked at. And, and Bill, Bill was very firm about this. He said, look, it's not the Justice Department's responsibility to contest that election. And he, he goes back to the history of Bush v. Gore in 2000, and he said it was up to the campaign, the Trump campaign itself, to carry that water, and he, he stood away from it. So I thought at the time, I said, okay, that's a principled position. He's going to stay out of this. And then lo and behold, just days later, he claims that the Justice Department looked into the election and found no fraud. And that was, that, was the, that was the start of the big lie um, from the rhino wing. Now, the problem I've got with this guy popping off and pontificating um, about uh, his claims is, first of all, remember what he said? He said every claim of fraud and irregularities was investigated. OK, well, look, um, I think it's it's accurate to say and historical to say that the definitive first analysis of election of fraud and irregularities was the report I myself prepared between the time the election took place on November 3rd and the events of January 6th. And um, if we could pull up um, slide one uh, here, Denver, um, what we have uh, were my findings, okay, which um, were pretty clear that this election was determined in six battleground states. And it was Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Wisconsin. Those are the same states, by the way, this report by these alleged conservatives um, claim they looked at. And what I found at the time was uniformly small alleged Biden victory margins absolutely dwarfed, dwarfed, by possible illegal ballots. For example, in Arizona, that election was won with about 11,000 votes, according to the Biden victory margin. And I found well over 100,000. In Georgia, it was about 12,000 votes. I found over 400,000 possible illegal votes. I could go on the other states, but what's, what's interesting to me and here's one for the chat room right now. Guess how many times the Navarro report was cited in that conservative piece of trash. And remember, they claimed they looked at every claim of election fraud and irregularities. Okay, chat room, you got it? All right. The answer is zero. Zero. They don't dare. They don't dare to footnote my report because what I put in that report is ear refutable. And if you look at that chart again, um, what what I found most interesting in analyzing the data was was, you know, okay, outright fraud, you know, they just like stuffed the ballot box in the middle of the night uh, with with fake ballots. Okay, that would be fraud or or, or machine stuff with and Steve and I have never, ever been machine guys. Okay, it's like, even if you take that out of the equation, to just take out any consideration of outright fraud, what I found was five other categories of problems, which included ballot mishandling, all sorts of process files, equal to protection clause violations like, like mistreatment of the poll watchers. And that, to me, was the basis of what should have been at that point in time an investigation of what actually happened. And what what I find most 
interesting about that report that I did, and I want to thank a lot of people as well, you know, including the more than 5,000 affidavits I read from people um, outlining these irregularities, was, was that the book, the 2000 Mules film, kind of operates as a bookends now, along with Rigged, the, the great Dave Bossy movie, um, to what I originally speculated based on my look at the existing data at the time. Um, the 2000 Mules confirms basically in terms of the order of magnitude of fraud what I thought there was. And the rigged movie by Dave Bossy and, and friends um, basically underscored the, the mischief that Mark Zuckerberg alone did with his uh, illegal drop boxes and, and ballot harvesting and bundling of illegal votes. And for anyone in this country to turn a blind eye to all of that, as these so-called conservatives has done, is to perpetuate what is the real big lie, which is somehow this election was fair. And remember, the central premise of the Jan 6 kangaroo court that we are now watching in real time is that the election was fair. That, that's their whole premise. Yet we have never, ever gotten to the bottom of anything. I mean, you look at that 2000 Mules movie, it's like um, you can quibble with some of the statistical analyses, but you can only do it by saying, well, you don't know, you don't know if they were exactly at, at the ballot boxes, the drop boxes. They could have been 10 feet away picking their nose at the post office. It's like, no, 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 no. If you watch the 2000 Mules film, you understand that there were bad dudes out there and bad dudettes, by the way, systematically going time after time after time to these ballot boxes, often in the dead of friggin' night, doing who knows what. And we have their pictures. And the question is, why has there been no effort to track those people down and at least ask them some things? The only thing the FBI likes to do these days is to knock on doors in the middle of the night at Trump people and try to have their way with them. So um, this is what bothers me about this. Okay, we're going to break now. When we come back, I'm going to finish up on some of this election fraud issue. And then we're going to go uh, do a little bit uh, of our overview of where the economy's at. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon in the top podcast in the world in politics, War Room. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. 
The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Peter K. Navarro sitting in for the vacationing Stephen K. Bannon. Yes, a little tongue in my cheek there. Uh, Before we get started... um, Got to uh, shout out for my brother, Mike Lindell. We've got a hot new special for you. Sheets, Percale Sheets. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, chat room, get all over me. Percale Sheet, $39.98. And uh, be sure and use promo code WARROOM. Um, when last we met just a few minutes ago at the end of the B block, uh, I was talking at length about this uh, alleged conservative report from a bunch of rhinos alleging a fair election. I want to finish that off quickly with, uh, if you can, uh, Denver, bring up a slide uh, stuff the ballot box strategy here. And, and basically, uh, the whole thrust of this, and this was what, what, I, uh, what I laid out in volume two of the Navarro report, you can download that at peternavarro.com if you're so inclined, by the way. Um, was It was a pincer movement. The, the whole notion was to, on the one hand, stuff the ballot box with as many absentee ballots as possible at the same time that you would reduce or eliminate the scrutiny of those absentee ballots. So the, the thought process, the Democrats, was simply that, hey, um, if, if we're able to, to, to generate a bunch of illegal ballots through things like illegal drop boxes, ballot harvesting, whatever, right? Um, if we can make sure that, that election officials would not actually scrutinize those ballots carefully, then they would slip through and be counted. And remember that there was a massive influx of absentee ballots into the 2020 election. I mean, they they dwarfed previous numbers of absentee ballots. And Biden carried the absentee ballots by anywhere from a two-thirds to a three-quarters margin. That is, for every uh, 100 absentee ballots that came in, Biden was getting 66 to 75 of those votes, right? So you can see, whereas President Trump like won this thing in a landslide on game day at the polls, these absentee ballots were, were, were an absolute crusher. And, and here's the thing about this, this, this bogus so-called conservative report is that they simply didn't uh, look at all the different ways that the Democrats basically um, had their way with this election. And so uh, I'll, the la- as just, just the poster child for this, I just, just always go back to what happened in the state of Georgia with this illegal consent decree that Kemp and Raffensperger uh, did with Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, behind the backs of the people of Georgia. And what one of the things about that deal was to eliminate what's called signature match. That is the ability of election officials to compare the signature on a ballot with the signature on file. And when that was operative in 2016, 6% of the uh, absentee ballots in Georgia were rejected for that and sometimes other reasons. 6%. When you go to the 2020 election and you eliminate signature match, that rejection of ballots went down to 0%. Now, if you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of additional absentee ballots coming in, you just use that 6% differential and you quickly see that that you, you put the 6% coupled with Biden getting two thirds to three quarters of the absentee ballots and you just blow away that alleged Biden victory margin. And nobody ever looked at this in Georgia. 
And that's the problem. I, you know, I, I coined the term, it's the canvas, not the count. If you got a bunch of illegal ballots that have been stuffed into the ballot box, you can count them 16 times till Sunday, till the cows come home, you're still going to come up with the same result. But what you don't know is whether those ballots were legal or not. And that's why a canvas, and by the way, the canvas is like when you go to the actual address where that thing came from to see if anybody's there. Oh, spoiler alert. Kennedy beat Nixon because of ghost voters in Chicago that Mayor Daley, the Democrat, got in to the ballot box. And it was discovered by a canvas, not by government officials, but by journalists. There was a canvas nonetheless. And see, that's that's there's so many, so many things wrong about this 2020 election that the establishment figures have done everything they've could not to look into that. So that's yeah, that that's the big lie. The big lie is is somehow that this was fair. Not fair. The likelihood that that election was stolen is astronomical. All right, let's leave that subject. And if we can, Denver, uh, give me that cold open um, on the economy and let's tell everybody what they already know, that gas prices are off the charts and yada, yada. I'll ask you about the issues that will be impacting the midterms and President Biden's agenda, which he's struggling with. Uh, first, you know, being able to address basic things like gas prices. They are going down, but they could they have a, a resurgence before the midterms? And is there anything the White House can do? Well, it's good to be here. Let's talk about gas prices. They've now been falling for 34 straight days and are down about 50 cents. That makes a big difference for a typical family, probably saving a family about $50 a month at the pump. And based on where the market is currently, we should expect that gas prices will continue to fall. And so uh, we know that gas prices um, really take a bite out of people's pocketbooks and also capture a lot of media attention. When the gas, when gas prices were going up, uh, your, uh, your network and others covered it constantly. Now gas prices are coming down. This is the longest sustained period of gas price reductions in over a decade. Over the weekend, we saw the largest single day decline in gas prices since 2008. Gas is below $4 a gallon at 20,000 gas stations across the country. So that is uh, good news, good news for the American people. And we do anticipate that those gas prices should keep coming down over the course of the month. So if they stay on course, we're still dealing with record uh, inflation numbers. Uh, is there anything the White House can do without actually driving the economy into a worse situation that will be more painful for people at a time that's politically dangerous for Democrats? Absolutely. And you've seen this president and this administration not only identify that inflation is our top uh, domestic priority, but also lay out very practical things that we have done and can do. Uh, some of this is about reducing exorbitant costs that are getting passed on to consumers. The president, for example, uh, called out ocean shipping, where there are exorbitant costs getting passed on to consumers, brought Democrats, Republicans together, passed legislation. We've seen ocean shipping costs now come down for the last month and a half. We could pass legislation, uh, which we are on the doorstep of doing, to build more semiconductors here in the United States, increase the supply of semiconductors. Why does that matter? Because one of the biggest drivers of inflation has been inadequate supply of vehicles, cars. Uh, cars have contributed to inflation consistently because our automakers can't build enough of them. We pass this legislation, which hopefully will go to the floor of the Senate tomorrow. We'll send a big signal to the world that the United States is going to lead in this industry. Big national security consequences, but will help on the inflation front as well. Hey, Brian, good morning. Uh it both ways, Jared, because when the gas prices go up, it's got nothing to do with the president. When we see some decline, you want him to get the credit. Uh, look, I think that, uh, that, that uh, it, it, there's, there's no both way thinking here at all. <laughs> yeah, Jared Bernstein never talks out of both sides of his mouth. Never happens. Oh, no, 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 no. Jared, look, Jared Bernstein, um, I actually like the guy. Um, we go back a long ways. I first met him um, on the campaign trail when I was uh, 
with uh, DJT, as we called him at the time, Donald John Trump, um, in the summer of uh, 2016, as we were fighting to win that um, uh, November election. And uh, I would debate Bernstein on TV along with uh, some of the other ship of fools that were on the Biden, um, excuse me, the uh, Hillary Clinton economics team. And the thing that always struck me, you know, the first thing that kind of hits you between the between the eyes is that Bernstein is like a top economic advisor with absolutely no training whatsoever in economics. I mean, I think he studied music or something like that, which is, I mean, there's nothing, no, nothing wrong with studying music, but it doesn't exactly prepare you uh, for the complexities um, of a modern economy, particularly kind of the one we're seeing. And I, I don't know who that other clown was, some hack for the White House because he was standing out um, on Pebble Beach kind of yapping about this and yapping about that. But l- let me juxtapose that kind of crap with a radio interview I did uh, this morning. I love I love doing radio interviews because invariably uh, I'm out there talking uh, to the flyover stage, right? I mean, conservative talk radio is is almost by definition of a flyover state phenomenon. I love it. It's like deplorable. I feel like like I'm perfectly at home. And I was on this radio show. I was I was talking about the the Taking Back Trump's America book, um, and uh, it was a station in 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 North Dakota, and. Uh, I, I finished doing my thing and it's like, hey, we're going to hold the bar over for the next break. So I started talking with the host um, in the break and he's, he's going, um, this state is, is about ready for, for, for revolution right now, because as it turns out, uh, North Dakota is one of a few states in the United States which constitutes what I like to call the Saudi Arabia of fracking. And the, the host, again, this is like boots on the ground stuff. The host is like telling me how uh, Biden has, has shut off all the, the leasing on federal lands and most of the land in North Dakota for fracking is federal lands. Um, the people who want to frack can't get any money from Wall Street because of these environmental social kind of rules. And and in the meantime, Biden's going to the bad guys. And the reason why gasoline prices may be falling now, and don't expect that to continue necessarily, is because Biden's turning a blind eye to China buying a bunch of Russian oil and letting Russian oil onto the market. And he's going hat in hand to the Middle East, the Saudis, and and those clowns over there who who have nothing but oil uh, to be a great nation. And, you know, they use it whenever they can. Donald Trump never allowed that. And that's what we got. It's like crazy. North Dakota is the canary in the coal mine of a failed Biden energy policy that is costing you at the gas pump. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. We will be back in just a minute. We're going south to the border. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.
I, I think that's that's exactly right. If they can come for me, they can come for all of us. You know, the, the thing about the leg irons, I mean, I'm trying to take this this uh, with a little bit of a sense of humor too. What the big, my big curiosity besides the fact is like, I'm the only white house official in the history of the Republic to ever be put in leg irons, mind you, um, is whether these leg irons were made in America with U S steel. If, if, if in fact those leg irons and they were pretty damn heavy, I know they were steel. If they were actually, made in the USA steel, I'd feel just just a tad better about um, those leg irons. Anyway, Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. Um, at the break, we were, uh, we were talking about the economy, and I promise you a riff on the border. Um, and we're waiting to hear from Oscar there. And the way I want to set this up, um, and we may or may not get Oscar, is to talk a little bit about the ongoing invasion on the southern border because one of the value adds I can bring to the show uh, every once in a while when I'm with with you folks out there is I was actually in the White House when when President Trump was grappling with sealing and securing our southern border. And you might think, that would be a pretty easy thing to do. A president comes in in 2017. Uh, he, he's the commander in chief, uh, and he's going to tell his bureaucracy to build that wall, get it done. And in the meantime, just stop having people come in undocumented. And if they come in, uh, you just send them back. You know, it seems like that's if you, if you had like a, a, a an American government that took border security literally and sensibly that's what you would allow right but in fact that's anything but we inherited when trump got into the white house and there was a series of legal decisions including one by a obama judge called dolly g which basically spawned this 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 frankenstein catch and release program uh, that in turn spawned the trafficking of young children as a way of getting adults into the U.S. Uh, and then after they were caught, released. And from an economic perspective, the, the problems uh, that we face is when you have 2 million people come in, the bulk of which have less than a high, high, high um, eighth grade education, and can't speak English, the people who suffer the most are black and brown Americans in the inner cities and in the border states. And that's why you're seeing, as we speak, a massive change in the political demographic where Hispanics are coming home to Trump, blacks, particularly black males, are coming home to Trump, yet the invasion continues unabated all right as promised let's go to oscar now uh and oscar um what's happening down um at the uh, the battle zone which is what it is sir mr peter good evening we are right here in the part of tapachula as today we arrive again to the center of integration for regulation of documents where more than almost close to four thousand migrants again the open border of mexico causing problems and this humongous bottleneck that is the biggest bottleneck in the world. And today we saw migrants, the majority and the vast majority of them, it is unbelievable, but we saw migrants from Cameroon, Nigeria, Congo, Ghana, and parts of Africa. Those are the migrants that are arriving the most now to the south border of Mexico, ultimately also with the migrants, the vast majority also military-aged men between the ages of 18 and 35 by the country of Venezuela and Central and South America a little bit, sir in parts of Cuba. The most aggravating thing about this is that there's no filters. Or, again, we're continuing with a non-filter in the border. We don't know who's coming in. We don't know who's coming out. And according to the authorities of Mexico, the intelligence authorities, they're telling us that there are intelligence from the Communist Political Party of Venezuela infiltrated. And these massive groups also from the Diaz-Canel government of Cuba 
infiltrated also here. And also they already discovered intelligence from people on the government of Africa. These are smugglers. These are traffickers. They are basically aiding and abating for the migrants to get to the United States of America. These migrants, they are located again, sir. Last time that we did a coverage, we did a coverage of 15,000 migrants, the largest caravan that ever came out of the south of the border. After that, three caravans have left. The first one of 2,000, the second one of 3,000, and the next one of 3,000. And apparently, we have more than almost 4,000 waiting for documents. That is the, uh, the format of multiple migration form that gives them the ability for 30 days to walk freely into the borders of the United States of America, sir. And uh, just to put Oscar's uh, statistics in contrast, when I did the Navarro report on illegal immigration when I was in the White House, downloaded at PeterNavarro.com, historically, over 90% of all the illegal aliens were coming in from Mexico and the Northern Triangle countries. Um, what Oscar's telling us um, is that the word spread to the rest of the world. Uh, Oscar, last 20 seconds. Tell people how they can get in touch with you on your social media and keep uh, up to date, sir. Oscar Blue on Getter, sir, YouTube and Facebook, Oscar Blue Ramirez, OscarBlueRamirez.com. And, and of course, sir, uh, Real America's Voice News, sir. Thank you. You are a brave patriot, sir. We appreciate you being on the ramparts out there. The War Room is one of the very, very few places where you get uh, frontline intelligence uh, that's fact. And we appreciate it, Oscar. Um, Peter K. Navarro, in for Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, it's always a pleasure to guest host uh, for my brother-in-arms, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, we will see you tomorrow in the War Room. Uh, stick around now for the 6 o'clock hour War Room Battleground. I'm sticking around here, too. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.